Good morning, Edinburgh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the morning after here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio with you 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock every morning, Monday through Friday here on the Airwise. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in. I am Tyler Trumbauer here, your Monday through Friday co-host on the morning after. The dog Tubby is also with me here on this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Good morning. Nice to see you again, Tubby. Um, And, of course, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in once again here on 88.9 on the dial, edinburghnow.com. And the Tune In app. And we got great news about Edinburgh Now, Tubby. Great news about Edinburgh Now. Awesome. For the morning after. Um, our our podcasts go up on um, the, or of the morning after, go up on Edinburgh Now. And we got to log in ourselves, Tubby. That's right. No more filter system. No more red tape to go through. We can be the direct route to the podcasting nation, to our podcasting audience, if you will. Um, and... We can bring it right to you. So last night, no- yesterday's is up on Edinburgh now. Well, I don't know if it's just on our SoundCloud because I, I. One thing is, I guess when they were posted before, they were made posts, like there were posts made on Edinburgh now, that that had our sound, like that embedded the SoundCloud link and had a description. Right. But I don't. I don't know how to do that. I'm not allowed to log in Edinburgh now yet. Okay. So we're best. We're I guess we're like halfway there. Right. So we're allowed to climb in the car and start it up. We just can't drive it yet. Right. So. I um, have the ability to post on SoundCloud. So go on Edinburgh now, click our SoundCloud uh, link up top, and then you can get to it there. But that's also good news. So we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're getting here on a Wednesday morning. Can't believe it's September 23rd. I don't know if t- I'm going to Google right now. Tubby, is today the first day of fall? Yes. Yes, it would be. Because I, I, you know, I thought it was always the 21st or the 22nd. No, no it's on the Number 23rd. one. And it, number, it is Wednesday 23rd, today. So today is the official, I think yesterday on the show I said yesterday was the first day of fall. A little um, premature. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's my apologies. Because um, I thought it was always the 21st or the 22nd, but today is the first day of fall. And uh, nonetheless, now it is fall. Summer is over in the borough, which means it's, it's going to snow next week, essentially. Pretty much, so, yeah. There'll be get, snow on the ground by Halloween. Get prepared for that. Halloween, you know, we have a football game with SRU, so we might need snow on the ground by then or snowing during that game to slow down SRU because, well, they're, like, nationally ranked or something like that. Yikes. So that's going to be difficult for the Scats, but that's a long, long way away. we got to talk about plenty of other games first, like Saturday or this Saturday's game, which now that we bring it up, let's tease that real quick. Edinburgh returns home and hosts the California University of Pennsylvania Vulcans opening divisional play, which means these last three games counted for the overall record, boys and girls. But now we're going back to the system in the PSAC that only games within your division count towards your division, towards your conference record. So last year, for example, the two crossover games against PSAC foes, so when Edinburgh played Shippensburg and East Stroudsburg, those games counted towards your conference record. No more. Now it's only your Western Division foes for Edinburgh count toward your conference record. So every game from here till week 10 counts. Week 11, which can be flexed because that's the PSAC championship game. Edinburgh is currently scheduled to face Millersville at Millersville. So that game will not count towards a conference record. It will count towards an overall record. So now your conference, rec- your conference games do count to both conference and overall record. Just to clarify all that, if that made sense. So the next, what are we going into? Week 4? So the next six games count towards conference record. Well, what? Right. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Seven. Right. Seven. Next seven games, because there's eight in the division, and Edinburgh can't play itself. Seven teams. Seven games. Coming up. 
Nonetheless, a lot to talk about not Burrow football related. We have NFL news and notes to talk about today. Uh, we talked a little bit about it with Chewy yesterday. Um, the Cowboys, looks like they're trying to make a plan for without Tony Romo. And supposedly someone else was trying to get on the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about that individual. I know quite a little bit about him. I kind of want to touch on something interesting that the Vikings are doing in their stadium, Toby. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard about this. The new feature that's going into their stadium? No, I missed it. All righty. Well, I'll, I'll surprise you with that one. I, I, hope that, uh, I hope that you know our program director and the advertising director are listening to that segment because that's going to be a good one. Um, so I, we are, we're going to talk about that trade which requi- for the Cowboys, which includes a local team. Um, and we'll talk about some other things as well. Um, we talked a lot about a lot about 0-2 teams yesterday, uh, Tubby, with Chewy. And, um, you know, we talked about do we think any of these 0-2 teams are going to make the playoffs? Right. You're and talking about the Walking Dead, the zombie teams. The zombie teams. I mean, I don't really know if they're zombie teams. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are 0-2, Tubby, that we were looking at. Right. I mean, and you, some of those teams were perennial, like that they were like teams. almost like bona fide Super Bowl contenders, or at least anointed that in the beginning of the year, and now they're on the outside looking in. But I mean, just this listing the teams that are zero and two: Baltimore zero and two, Houston, Indianapolis zero and two, New Orleans zero and two, Detroit and Chicago zero and two, the Giants, the Eagles zero and two, and the Seahawks zero and two. Right, a lot of good teams there. Right. But, I mean, again, you look at it, too. Their strategy, too, was in the preseason. They rested a lot of their starters, and they didn't allow – like, the chemistry, I guess they say, is, like, one of the buzzwords around the league. And I feel that if you're going to have a team – like, your, your offensive line and your defensive line needs time to work together. And a lot of teams that are doing, like, really well right now are the teams that played some of their starters all the way through all four preseason games and gave them the proper amount of time to work well together. Give me an example. Um. Well, look at the Shockers. I mean, look at look at the Jets. Two and zero. Did Fitzpatrick play all four games? I don't know if he played all four games, but I'm talking about the line. I'm talking about the big fellas. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Like I mean, type, I mean, it, I mean, those are the things that the chemistry really depends on. I mean, granted, I think your quarterbacks and your um your other skilled positions and stuff can kind of develop that stuff through practice. But so then, are you a proponent for four preseason games? Because uh, a lot of people are trying to decrease that, right? I, I, I think he. I don't think you need to go all four. Maybe three. I would take it down by one. Two, I think, is too little. But what's the difference? Okay, because you have four games now, so they're just, so no one plays the fourth game. So you have three games. No one's going to play the third game. Right. You have two games. No one's going to because you're going to have obviously they're going to have extra reg- regular season games then because the NFL is not going to give up money because it's money. All these games are just money. Right. Yeah, because you're charging. See, here's the dumb you're thing. You're charging about regular season prices for a preseason game. Right. Well, here's the dumb thing about it. Like, it used to be. Like, when they had these preseason games, like, there was once upon a time when the Cleveland Browns used to come here to Edinburgh and face the Buffalo Bills. To the borough. Pre- yeah, to the borough. This was way back when I was a wee lad. I was okay. even younger than you at the time. And uh, it was great. And it was like a half charge game. I mean, you get to see pro players, and it was like a half charge game or something like that. But now. As a former season ticket holder, they used to charge you. They would charge you full price for these games, for a preseason game. When you're watching a bunch of people that probably the majority of them you're not going to see through the regular season, and they're charging you the same price as say opening day, or 
like a matchup like against the Patriots or the same as a Brown Steelers game, which always sells out. You know, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's it's just wrong. I mean, what am I what am I paying all this money for? You know, I mean, other than to show up and tailgate with my friends, which crap, I can do that for thirty bucks in your backyard. Of, well, not in my backyard because <laughs> I have to drive to Cleveland to find other fans. But you know, <laughs> I you have could to, invite them. Well, yeah, I could, but I mean, anybody to really drive the two hours over here to hang out with me? Yeah, t- come t- on. Titusville is not a not a hopping place. Well, I mean, it has its it Stop. has its charm. Stop. It does. Titusville is not a hopping place. I've never been to Titusville. That's okay. I never heard of your hometown either, so we're even. Well, okay, but I don't have to say. Okay, if that's if I say, well, that's not my hometown. But, I mean, where I currently reside, Briningsville, isn't the biggest place. But if I said Allentown, people know Allentown. Right. It's like the third largest city in the state. Right. It's larger than Erie. So right. even if you said Erie, it's still a larger city. Yeah, but Erie's a lot prettier. We got the lake. Okay. I guess. I didn't the, only, the, only cool thing about Al- the only cool thing about Allentown is Crocodile Rock. Which that's is right. very, very not good. Well, it's sketchy awesome. place. It lost its liquor license. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's gone down. In it's the gone last downhill years. a lot in the last like five, seven years. It used oh, to okay. get good bands back in the day. Oh, I know. Early two thousands. I mean, that's where I used to go. Was, I mean, that's where I used to I've go. never been. Oh. Because well, I mean, I was like six when it was in its like height, and then by the time it like started falling apart, I was like thirteen. I mean, I could have been served alcohol there at thirteen, which is why they lost their liquor license. But I mean, nonetheless, it's it's not a very good place. They okay. got a lot of good things. We have a minor league baseball team. We have a minor league hockey team. We have the PP and L Center. Down in downtown Allentown, nice arena, just like your Erie Insurance Arena. But we actually get acts that perform in there. Like I don't, I've never heard of anybody performing in the Erie Insurance Arena. Really? Give me someone that's performed in the Erie Insurance Arena. I don't know, cause I don't go up there. I'd have to look. Right. Kevin Hart's coming to the to the uh, to the PPNL Center in December. WWE's coming like this Monday. We just or had something. WWE at PPNL Center. No, I'm saying they're coming here to Erie. Well, they they went to Allentown. So. Well, that's because they're too afraid to go into Philly. That's why people go to Allentown. They go to Philly, too. They go to Wells Fargo Center. Get out of here. Sheesh. Not, we were talking about Toilet. football. I know. How did we get here? Because Titusville is, is awesome. not a hopping place. It's the birthplace of the oil industry, and it's highly underrated for its vacational value. I'm well, just saying. Vacation of... you're. Are you seriously saying that people will vacation in Titusville? Yes. And they do. Who? You? Is that what you tell your kids? No. You don't want to go tell them that we can't afford to go to the beach? No, we, we live there. We're going to go down the street. We live there. But it's awesome. They got the OCT Railroad, which is takes you right along the Crickside there. And especially now in the fall when the leaves start to change, it's a beautiful ride. Why isn't Oil City the home or the birthplace of oil or whatever you just Because that's dubbed. not where Colonel Edwin L. Drake drilled the first oil well Ooh. in 1859. Do you know nothing about history? Do you study anything other than like sports study. stats? That's evident. That's evident. That's why I have to carry you through this. Hmm. Yeah. So when you get that little pretty piece of paper and your parents are all proud, smiling that you got your degree, you should turn around and say, thanks, Tubby. I'll get right on that. Okay, you do that. Back to football, folks. Where we're supposed to be talking about on this fine Wednesday morning. Um, Let's just start off. The Dallas Cowboys acquire Matt Castle from the Buffalo Bills for their backup quarterback role. So it seems like Brandon Whedon's still going to be the guy under center. Now, mind you, Tony Romo out for an extended period of time due to a fractured clavicle suffered during the Eagles game on Sunday evening. But they have taken Matt Castle, who was beaten out by Tyrod Taylor for the starting quarterback job in Buffalo. They placed Tony Romo at injured reserve slash designated to return list. And they got... So Dallas in this deal, break down, Dallas gets Castle... Buffalo's 2017 seventh round draft pick, 
for Dallas's fifth in 2017. So Castle in a seventh next year. Right. Two years from now. For Dallas's fifth two years from now. Brilliant. You like it? Yeah. I you think, think, I think, think Castle's a serviceable quarterback. I think he's better than Whedon. I mean, that's that's like glaring. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you have Brandon Weenan as your number two quarterback, and then you go out and actually spend something to pick up another guy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's telling. And then that, to me, that shows that probably Romo is going to be out for the season. I may not look for him to return at all, if ever, this year. Really? He's not having surgery on it. I mean, if why would you spend money and go out and get a guy if you don't think that Romo's going to be back any t- with any... Because who do you have other than Brandon Whedon? Good point. But still, I mean, why would you spend why would you spend that much money on a backup? We're talking a backup quarterback. Because you want to win. Right. But I don't think that Romo's gonna be back in any time anytime soon to I do think any type it, of I think it has more with them them not trusting Brandon Whedon than it does that them being concerned of Tony Romo's return. To be honest with you. Could be. Do you think they go out and they draft and they draft a rookie quarterback in the next year's draft? That has nothing to do with anything we're talking about right now. Well, I know, but no. I, I mean, I, I just, I just think that this is. I think this is a panic move, and I think that they're, they're ready to move on. I don't. Tony think that, Romo will be back this year. They're not gonna. They're not thinking about but drafting. At, but a at what strength? But at what strength? I don't know. He came back fine. He had this injury in 2010 and came back fine. Yeah. That's if okay. Sam Bradford can come back from two torn ACLs and still play. I mean, right now he's not playing well, but he can still play. I'm pretty sure Tony Rowan will come back from two fractured clavicles. I don't think. I don't think he's going to be – I think he's going to lose a lot coming back. I don't think he's going to be the same Tony Romo as old, and that's what they're prepping for. So even when Tony Romo comes back this year, right? you're saying Brandon Weeden or Matt Castle will be the starter? Probably Matt Castle. And Tony Romo's on the sideline? Probably. That's absurd. I mean, he might be cleared to play, but I don't think he's going to have that ability. I don't think he's going to trust himself. I don't think he's going to trust his line. I just don't think it's going to happen. For I, I think they're getting ready to. I think they're getting ready to move on, Tyler. I don't know about that, man. If you're moving on, you're not moving on with Matt Castle. I know, but he's he's one of those. Matt sto- Castle was a reject in Buffalo. You think Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are going to take right? Him? But Matt Castle can be one of those stopgap guys until you bring a rookie along. That's why you go get a Matt Castle. Well, a source told ESPN that this week three matchup will have Brandon Whedon as the QB one, Kellen Moore as QB two, and Brandon we- or excuse me, and Matt Castle as QB three. So Kellen Moore still second. Matt Castle obviously needing some time to probably get the playbook in order. Right. But so there is Kellen Moore, whoever that is. I don't know either. I haven't looked it up. We're gonna look it up. Kellen Moore. He's in his fourth season from Boise State. Oh, the Boise State guy. Remember the Statue of Liberty play? You don't watch college football? Yeah. He's got no stats, though, in the NFL. I don't think he's ever played a down in the National Football League in the in the regular season. So we'll find out about that. Let me see. I'm trying to look this guy up. 1989 he was born, so he's a young one. But, yeah, th- th- hasn't really played a snap in the regular season from what I can tell. Castle's 33 years old. Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying he's he's not going to be an answer. Yeah, um, like him and Brandon Wien probably graduated high school together. Well, now that 
the Cowboys placed Tony Romo on the injured reserve slash designated to return list yesterday. That he is the earliest Romo is eligible to return is November twenty second at Miami. The Cowboys worked out Matt Flynn, McLeod, Bethel Thompson, Josh Johnson, and Christian Ponder on Tuesday. And we're looking at adding Flynn or Bethel Thompson, but the trade for Castle materialized. And there you go. Now, Castle does have some success, obviously, starting in this league. I mean, just look at his time. I mean, what? He, he backed up Tom Brady and learned from Tom Brady. And then um, he won the division championship with the Chiefs as their starter in 2010. And as I mentioned, his time with New England won 10 games in 08 after Tom Brady went down with that injury in, what was that, like week one? Or, yeah, week one in, in this in the opener. Or, yeah, in their opener. But Castle's due $2 million in base salary this year, Tubby. That's a lot for a third-string quarterback. It's hmm. very, all, very much. Can earn up to an additional 2.15 mil with incentives and playing time, you know, sta- statures or what's the staggering rates, yeah. whatever. So overall... So you're telling me Tony Romo, if he's once he's cleared on the 22nd, if he's cleared on the 22nd, so that's essentially two months, right? That he's gone, right? It's eight weeks, right? Probably have their buy in there, so that's like seven games. You think Romo doesn't play on, on November 22nd? Correct. I really don't. I, I don't. Even if he gets cleared, then he still has to get back in. He still has to get back into the flow. I mean, you know as well as I do, things change rapidly in the NFL. He could have more key play- players go down. He could have uh, others return, roster changes, whatever. Right. You know, I mean, he still has to get back into the flow of the team. It's still going to be at least another probably two weeks after he's cleared to play to even get game ready. Right, but I think it's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones will throw Tony Romo in there as much as he wants and just not care. He'll be like, Tony, I'd rather have you out there than anyone else. He loves Tony Romo. Right. Well, he's he's owner and GM of that team. He's right? owner, GM, janitor, all of the above. So kind of like kind of like representing yourself in in court. You have a fool for a client. Right. So I don't know, but I think Tony Romo will be back right away. You don't, but nonetheless, it's going to be till November twenty second. So it'll be interesting to see how long Brandon Whedon stays at the top. How how long of a leash he has with Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones before you know a proven quarterback in the National Football League, a little bit more proven than Brandon Whedon in Matt Castle shows up in Dallas and takes care of that. So that's the trade, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, Cowboys get Castle from the Bills for a backup quarterback role. Matt Castle to the Buff- or from Buffalo to Dallas. Um, and um, the deal is they get him and a seventh rounder for Dallas's fifth rounder mm-hmm. in 2017. So not next year's draft, the year after. So that takes care of that. We'll come back. We'll talk. I'll, I'll let you know the interesting thing that's going on in Minnesota's stadium right now. Also, right. I totally forgot to mention this in the beginning. Um, the Yankees lost the legend today. Yep. So we'll talk about that too. You know, get a little baseball talking here on the other side. And uh, I also have some breaking news as well for he, Browns fans. He also has breaking news. So we have a lot of good stuff coming up on the other side. Breaking news for the Browns. The Vikings getting a little interesting with their stadium. We'll talk about the legendary Yank. That is now no longer with us. So stay tuned here in the morning after. We will be right back after this. 923, welcome back here on the morning after here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. I'm Tyler Trumbauer alongside my man Tubby here on this Wednesday morning. It was a foggy morning. I feel like that. I don't understand how fog occurs because I haven't taken a science class since sophomore year of high school. Um, But I guess that happened. Yeah, it was bad. 
Well, I mean, in the valleys and the low-lying areas, it was pretty bad. Which... And that's your weather report here from the morning after. You're welcome. So I had this paper given to me by, you know, the suits of the station, the upper, the upper management. So I kind of have to read it. All right. Are you planning on graduating in December? If so, you must fill out the new online graduation application. Graduation application. Located in Scotts on your My Edinburgh portal. You will also be able to indicate if you want to attend commencement ceremony on December 12th. So don't delay. Do it today. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that today. but I didn't write that myself. But That's some excellent writing. Had a nice since. ring to it. It did. So if you're planning on graduating, I mean, you have to be able to graduate. You right. You have to have the credits available. I mean, I plan on graduating. I mean, if I could, I just want to graduate. But you got to be able you got to be eligible. So if you're eligible and you plan on graduating, fill out the new online graduation application in Scott's on your Edinburgh portal. So you'll be able to indicate, you know, if you're, if you're also attending. I guess it means attending mean like if you're walking, too. Because you can graduate without walking in commencement. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to walk, you can say that, too. That's December 12th, Saturday, December 12th. Mark your calendars. Commencement in Macomb. I'll be there. As always. Representing. Right. ETV covering it. I do the. I don't cover it. I do the. I do the. Uh, the videos because you have. A, you, you ever been to commencement? No. Okay. Well, they. They. Everybody gets a card and they got to make a video that says like their name, their hometown, their major, all that good stuff. So that the like the you know how like in high school like the president or not the president the principal said it said like the names as you walked across stage got your diploma. Right. Well, they, Julie doesn't do anything like that. So what happens is the video plays. So they they walk up, they scan your card, and then the video plays on the big screen as they walk across stage to get their to get their degree. Oh. So I oversee the uh, laptop that the videos are on and play and just make sure nothing happens. So I basically babysit the computer. Okay. But if something goes bad with the computer, then I'm supposed to fix it. But I don't know how to fix it. No, you don't. So let's hope nothing happens. Nonetheless, a lot of, a lot of uh, stuff we're going to get to in this second segment now that we're waking up a little bit more here on the morning after. We're getting moving. We're getting moving and grooving here. It's a Wednesday morning. We apologize. You know, a little sluggish. But nonetheless, uh, someone that, you know... Uh, was was a was a great guy for the Yankees. Whether you like the Yankees or not, was it just a great player, a great individual, and a great ambassador for the game of baseball? Uh, Yogi Berra has died at the age of ninety um, this morning, as the reports have come out on ESPN. Um, a Hall of Fame catcher, uh, you know, ten World World Series championships. Um, apparently, he's died of natural causes yesterday at his home in New Jersey, according to. Dave Kaplan, the director of the Yogi Berra Museum and Learning Center. Um, so, yeah, and Yogi Berra was one of those. He was famous for his yogiisms. Yes. Whereas, uh, if you come to a fork in a road, take it. He was just a funny guy. He he was just a funny guy. I love Yogi. He was he was awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, and this and the his death yesterday. Uh, was the exactly 69 years after his major league debut, which he made on September 22nd, 1946. And he homered in his second major league plate appearance in game one of a doubleheader against the Athletics. So, I mean, I he was a catcher. I was a catcher. You know, that was someone that you tried to emulate um, playing, growing up and, and being a catcher. So... Uh, he played in more World Series games than any other major leaguer and was a three-time AL MVP, a 15-time All-Star, and, of course, as I mentioned, Hall of Famer. He was inducted in 72. So Yogi Berra died of natural causes yesterday at the age of 90 in his home of New Jersey. So, you know, lost a good one, Tubby. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. 
But one thing I want to touch on real quick, quickly, 360, I don't really know how you can transition, you know, from the death of Yogi Berra. But anywho, um, we were talking about it last last segment, what, um, you know, the difference between the PP&L Center and the Erie Insurance Arena. Right. One of our listeners decided to help us out because you, who's battle, fighting the battles for the Erie Insurance Arena, couldn't come up with any acts. Or any any events that have happened at the I'm just I'm just I just don't go to like big crowd gatherings. I'm sorry. You go to football games. That's different. How is that different? How many there's like sixty thousand people at a Browns game. Yeah, but it's different. That was one of the most absurd statements I think I've ever heard you say. Oh, I can come up with more. I got plenty locked away. You go to Browns games, tailgate with a bunch of just drunk people you don't even know. Oh no, I know them. Okay, but you meet drunk people you don't know. No, I know them. How many NFL games a year you go to? Um, this year I'm only going to two. Okay, but you used to be a season ticket holder, right? Correct. Right. And you're going to tell me you don't go to large gatherings. But that's it. That's like my only thing. And it's like a nail-biting experience to go through it. The, f- the, the events that we were given for that happens at the Erie Insurance Arena. Right. For people that do go to large gatherings, or at least admit it and aren't just dumb and lie and say they don't. Uh, Chris Young, right? Good, good act. I don't know what this one is. Cirque de Dreams Holidays. It's probably like the Cirque de Soleil. Cirque de Soleil. I don't right. know. I'm not cool. The Nutcracker. The Nutcracker. I've only seen the Nutcracker once, and it was like a youth performance. Disney on Ice. The Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters. I don't think I've ever gone to the PPNL Center, but they have gone to Stabler Arena, which is a huge arena um, that houses. Uh, or it's, it's the arena for Lehigh University. Like, you know, we have McComb Fieldhouse, Stable mm-hmm. Arena, Lehigh University. So that's a big arena on campus. That's like a lot of acts like perform that. Before PPNL Center came, that was the place. Like, I actually saw Larry the Cable Guy perform there. I met him, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I met him at Walter Reed. There you go. When he was doing that whole, um, oh, crap, that movie that he did with the other two guys, and it was like they were reservists or something. I don't know. I forget. I don't know. It but went, like, straight to DVD. But, yeah, but I met him. It was Not cool. a shock. Um so, so the that was big. So we have multiple arenas really that happen that are available in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters I also saw at Stable Arena. So and but just so I had to bring up the PPNL Center and just see what kind of acts. I mentioned Kevin Hart before. We have professional bull riders coming up. We had Cher, Marvel Universe Live. Of course, all the Lehigh Valley Phantoms like the AAA affiliate of the Philadelphia Flyers. That's the home for them. So we actually have a legit minor league hockey team not an independent league ohl team like the otters you just got lucky because you had the number one overall pick here i'm just saying we have some avatar thing like james cameron's avatar indoor auto racing more phantoms monster jam coming for like four events that's exciting mm-hmm. um as i mentioned kevin hart shares been there the eagles i think the eagles were the opening act bruce springsteen played you ever get Bruce Springsteen at the at the at the Erie Insurance Arena? Probably not. Yeah, hold on. What? I, I got to stop you for a minute. Those are good acts. No, hold on, hold on. I, I think I speak for everyone, including our listeners, when I say, you know what? This last five minutes is five minutes of my life. I will never get back. You just wanted to fight the fight about Erie and Titusville versus Allentown. So I'm. I don't come moving on. This is a sports show. We not talk a about the world. We can talk about. It's you listen, listen, good sports talk shows don't just talk about sports. Yeah, but we haven't even covered any. What do you mean? We just talked about the trade for the Cowboys. 
Okay, we didn't talk about stuff people care about. That had a Buffalo Bill connection, Tubby. Okay. You want to sit in this seat? I mean, you want a straw man. Do you want to sit in this seat? <laughs> well, I'm going to sooner or later because either A, you'll fail out, or B, you'll graduate, and then it'll be my chair anyway because you're a year ahead of me. I'm talking about right now. Oh, I can wait. I got time. I was reading the thing about graduation because I, I had I'm to with do you. that. I'm with you. At least you're awake now. This is ridiculous. Talked about Yogi Berra, too. You got no respect for Yogi Berra? Oh, no, I had respect for Yogi Berra. That was a good segment. Well done. We should podcast that. So I teased before the Minnesota Vikings have an interesting new feature to their stadium. You know, a lot of these teams are, are, are you know, making money. They want to add new things to their stadiums. I mean, you would know. You go to, you know, you go to football games. Um, I have, I've only been to one football game in my life, um, NFL game. Um, so the Vikings, I'm just going to read the headline here. So the, so the, it's, it's not up now. So by the time the Vikings return from their bye week next month, more mothers will enjoy coming to Minnesota Vikings games. Because the Vikings announced yesterday that they'll be the first NFL team to install what they're calling, quote-unquote, lactation suites. So that women can go feed their kids in yes. privacy. So they were putting a pair, two of them, of mobile pods in, T- in TCF Bank Stadium before their October 18th game against the Chiefs. They're four-by-eight-foot pods, which include benches and electrical outlet, outlet to plug in breast pumps and a locking door. So the team has partnered with, I don't know, a Vermont-based company to install the pods, and the Vikings will also put in their corporate, they will put two in their corporate offices in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. That's awesome. That's forward thinking. That's bringing the NFL to the entire family experience. Right. So you agree? You think that's a good? You think that's? I good think thing? it I is. Mean, I mean, the the I public don't... the public breastfeeding has come to the forefront. You know, people have been like, some people are like, oh, why don't you find a more pub private place to do that? Personally, it's it's I don't care. It's just nature. Let, let it happen. Right. You can see a lot more disgusting things out in public. Just go to Walmart. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, you do what you got to do, right? You know I, mean, I mean, I think this is—I think this is really, uh, you know, a step forward, and I think it's—I think it's an awesome idea. I mean, the NFL is trying to change its image, and games are trying to change. Um, you got to be a more friendlier atmosphere. I mean, I don't know why right. you're bringing that young of a of a child to a game. Sometimes you just can't get a sitter. But right, sometimes you can't. So I mean, I hope that these things aren't like have a line to them, like the women's bathroom or the men's room, but right. like. You know that's good, and they, they, the Vikings also noted that they will install the pods in their in the U.S. Bank Stadium, their permanent home, um, which is slated to open next. Even obviously, they they have a right. temporary home right now after their dome kind of fell. Um, and I, I didn't even I didn't even know this, but that U.S. Bank Stadium is going to host Super Bowl Fifty Two in twenty eighteen. So wow. the Super Bowl will have the lactation pods. Um, this that's also awesome. says the Vikings are also exploring a nursing area in the new stadium where mothers can stay in touch with the game, similar to what the Seahawks have installed at CenturyLink Field. So these are the first pods 
that you can do, but there is nursing areas in other stadiums like CenturyLink Field. The Washington Nationals and the Cincinnati Reds of Major League Baseball have, in, have introduced nursing areas in their ballparks, and the Boston Red Sox added the pods to Fenway Park. So Major League Baseball is already broken into this way, but few NFL facilities have similar amenities. Right. But well, baseball is always baseball always been a lot more family friendly. Right. Than exactly. Else. You want to bring your family out to the ballpark. You know, you can get a good hot dog. You can have get a stuffed animal. You know, get some Cracker Jacks. Um, you know, you can have the kids run the bases. You know, they have that after mm-hmm. the games, all On that good Sundays, stuff. Yep. Um, so I thought that was an interesting story to share. You know, That's the awesome. Minnesota Vikings getting the lactation pods. I'm all for that. I am. Or I'm sweets, for they're calling them. Excuse me. You don't want to say pod. Pod sounds very, I don't know, not derogatory, but sweets sounds better. Yeah, it does. Like, the university calls Highlands the sweets. I don't know how sweet they are. I don't know. I've never been sweets. there. It's, it's, it's all right. Uh, so, continuing on here now um, with football talk continuing, you know, we, we, I, we t- you said you had breaking news for us Correct. for the Cleveland Browns. So, now I did my lactation sweets. Give me some breaking news for the Brownies. All right. Can you hit the sounder? Hit the sounder. What I need sounder? the sounder. I don't have the barking sounder. No, 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 no. The, the, right there. Sports center? Yeah, do that oh, one. Oh, okay. All right. It's Ooh. not cool when we demand it, but all right. I know. I know. Well, I just figured you would, I don't know, we didn't work this out. That's show prep. But Game anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. So, coming straight out of Berea. Who? Berea, the home of the Browns. The oh. training part of the Browns. Okay. I, see, it's a miracle. You never pay attention. But anyhow, out of Berea comes information that Josh McCown has cleared the concussion protocol and will be the starter for your Cleveland Browns this Sunday versus the Raiders. And, uh, of course, there's the knee-jerk reaction on Twitter, and everybody's upset because they wanted to see more Johnny. Why? Why would you ever in a world want to see more Johnny? He got lucky in one game, and he played well against the Titans. And really, the defense carried him in that game. Am I wrong? Yes. How? Because he... He played well. Yes. He played better than Sam Bradford did on that day. He played better than most quarterbacks in the National Football League for that day. So why can't he repeat it? Because he's not the starting quarterback. Are you... Petten is you not. drafted him 22 overall so that he could be your backup quarterback? Or did you draft him 22 overall? You know who else was also be- drafted in the 20s? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is now an analyst on the SEC Network. So don't tell me that being drafted in the 20s is going to guarantee you something Brandon in the National Football Wien League. was also drafted in the 20s, and now he's a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He was a second stringer for the Dallas Cowboys. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, it is the expectation that he is NFL ready and ready to start. EJ Manuel was drafted in the first round. I'm not saying there haven't been busts. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the expectation is when you draft a quarterback in the first round that he is to be your starter. Brandon Whedon was a terrible example. Terrible example. Because he's only starting because of injury. So, look, Johnny Manziel only started because of injury. Right? Right. So don't tell me Brandon Whedon's a starting quarterback for Dallas he Cowboys. Is. He is. He is. He is. Because Tony Romo is out. So if Josh McCown is out for two months like Tony Romo, then Johnny Manziel would be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Right. And he Otherwise, no. Look, Johnny Manziel did a very good job last week. He managed the team. And I don't think that – okay, are you telling me then that Josh McCown put in that same situation last <clears> week – 
right? When the Titans started to climb back in it, are you telling me that Josh McCown is clutch enough to make that score to close the door on the Titans? Or do you think that John— I don't know. I don't know had enough. Had you put McCown in that, Arakbo would have had another sack. I don't know enough about Josh McCown to say that because I'm not a Cleveland Browns That's why faithful. I do. That's why I'm here. But what I'm saying is Mike Pettin is not as stupid as Bill O'Brien. You can't keep flip-flopping quarterbacks. You chose Josh McCown out of training camp to be your starting quarterback, okay? He is your starting quarterback. He had, what, two games to show what he could do? Not even two games because he got knocked out of the one very early with the concussion. Exactly. On a stupid play he didn't need to do on the first drive of the game. He was going for it. Things happen. No, you're not supposed to go for it. If you're the quarterback and you know... That Tell yours RG3 f- that. Tell Michael Vick Exactly. That. And where are they? Michael where Vick are was on they? the cover of Madden where when he was doing stuff like that. Where are they now? RG3's on a bench, and Mike Vick is, what, is he still a backup in, in Pittsburgh? But Michael Vick, at the height of his career, he was still doing dumb Does, things like where that. Where are they now? It's 2015. Michael Vick is not a good example. Where are, then why did you bring him up? Because you, I you wasn't trying to say, where are they You are making a straw man debate. You have nothing. I'm telling you. McCown is not what this team needs. McCown was hired to be a mentor for Johnny to get Johnny ready. You're not going to mentor and him for a game and a half. Johnny Manziel's not ready to be the starting quarterback of an NFL team. I don't think he's ever going to be I a consistent quarterback in the National Football League. I think that he is. I think that he's shown enough yesterday that he's ready to take the steps. So what happens if Johnny Manziel and the Browns go 0-4 in the next four weeks? You're going to go back to McCown? No. Just so you're going to ride it out with Johnny the whole year? Yeah. Then why don't you start with it? Because I'm not Mike Patton, and Mike Patton don't listen to me because he don't invite me over for Sunday dinner anymore like he used to. Listen, you can't be like Bill O'Brien. Name a starting quarterback, and then three quarters in, change your mind, and then go with that guy. And then, like, you know, I guarantee the Texans will flip-flop back and forth. you got to stick. Josh McCown is your your quarterback. He He hasn't done enough to lose his job. Yes, he has. He's played five quarters in the National Football League this season. I tell him, look, take my team out make the drive, and go down and try to get some points on the board, right? He makes the drive. He gets down there in the red zone, and then he pulls some Cap Rooney heroics to try to punch it in the end zone. And if he made it, what would you be mad at him? If he made it, got the touchdown, no concussion, would we? you wouldn't even be talking about this. You would say, wow, he made that great play, and that would have been no. like number three on sports. No, Center. I still would have lit him up because that's stupid, selfish play. That's glory-seeking play. All he had to do was go down, take the knee, kick the field goal, get the three points, get the ball, let your defense get the ball back on the next drive, and then punch it in for six and be up ten before the end of the first quarter. It's simple football math. I mean, even you, who's not even a math scholar, could do that math. And right now I'm trying to figure out which is more annoying, the splinter in my finger or your voice. I think it's, it's a close one. We're going to take an injury timeout here in the morning after to figure out the splinter or figure out which, which is more annoying, my voice. We'll be back after this. 9.46 here on the morning after here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Tyler Trumbauer and Tubby still trying to recover from last segment. I don't know. I don't think Tubby's physically recovered yet. I think he's still, I think he's still injured. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to fight through it, though. I'm going to man up. You want Johnny Manziel to come in and replace you? No. No? He, no, he doesn't have the verbal stamina that I do. Okay. Nor do I think he has the temperament actually to put up with you. None. I don't even if Job can put up with you. I think who? he's better than. Never mind. I don't know who that is. I know you don't know who that is. Nonetheless, one last stat on this uh, Breeden, um, or excuse me, on this McCown thing uh, includes Brandon Ween. He has lost seven straight starts as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, second to only Brandon Whedon, who's lost eight straight games 
as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So those are your your top notch, you know, your first round draft or your not McCown, but I mean Brent Whedon, your your first round draft pick, and uh, you know your starting quarterbacks. Both of them could start this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably will now. Yep. So good on you. Good luck with that. Yeah, I don't care. Who do the Browns play this week? The Raiders. Think they're gonna win? Shh, no. Is it in Oakland? No, it's in Cleveland. I think got a shot. Well, it's it's a shot, but I'm just the way this team is, and I, I'm just not I'm not counting any chickens before they hatch. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. I mean, I said it at the beginning of the year, and I've said it all along. I think we're a four win team, and I think that's just where it is. But if I were Mike Penton, I'd put Manziel in and let him take his lumps, let him grow. All right, so that's going to be enough of that, and we got more breaking news here on the morning after Tubby. Unbelievable. Seattle Seahawks defensive back Cam Chancellor ends his holdout. It's over. It's over. Free Cam. Free Cam. Cam is going to return to the Seattle Seahawks as first reported by Stephen A. Smith of ESPN. He's got all the inside with all these players, man. As he texted Stephen A. Smith, quote, I can address business after the season, close quote. So Cam Chancellor, the coming back to the 0-2 Seattle Seahawks, who originally said that they will not talk business with Chancellor, who still has, what, multiple years left on his deal. He's not in a contract year. So this is very interesting for a man to be holding out when he's not in the last year because normally a holdout is because you don't want to get hurt, you know, when you're in a contract year because if you get hurt in a contract year, it's going to hurt your chance of getting a contract. So he's got multiple years left on this contract, but he's coming back, and the Seattle Seahawks said we won't talk with him, but now he's back. But now it looks like they're going to postpone it to the end of the season. So how big is this for the Seahawks, Tubby? I mean, the Seahawks defense, you know, people have been questioning, you know, the, the fact that he's not there and this rough start by the defense, and now the Seahawks are 0-2. How big is it to get Cam Chancellor back on the field for the Seahawks overall and for that defensive unit? I think it's big. You get that leader back in, you get him fired up, and uh, I look for them to be a lot better now, now that he's back. I look for them to be a lot better. Well, he's going to get his first chance at action at home at CenturyLink Field in front of the home 12th men. When the Chicago Bears come to town, 425 kick Eastern time here. Um, The Bears at the Seahawks. So that is a pair. Well, is Chicago 0-2? Chicago's 0-2, right? Yeah, I believe that. So that's a pair of, yes, pair of 0-2. So something's going to have to give. I mean, you can tie in the National Football League, Donovan McNabb. So, I mean, someone could tie. But we we can't. So you're most likely going to get a winner. Um, in that one, Tubby, real quick, since you're not going to be on the show tomorrow, um, we can talk about it today. I'll talk about it with Chewy more in depth tomorrow. But uh, Thursday's matchup, uh, the Thursday night game, um, is is an NFC East battle: the Washington Redskins, the one and one Washington Redskins against the zero and two New York Giants. It's going to be at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, obviously, eight twenty five kicks, CBS NFL Network. You can choose. Um, the G-Men blown two double-digit leads in the first two games of the season. Redskins got Kirk Cousins. They seem like the one of the more stable teams in the East so far. Uh, what do you what do you see? What do you think is going to go down Thursday night? Who did who did the Giants lose to? I know they lost to they lost to Dallas, right? They lost to Dallas and they lost to Atlanta this past week. Atlanta. I, this has got to be a must-win for them. I mean, they're must already must-win. A must win. I mean, they're already down one loss in the division, right? Uh, yeah. And this is another division. They're down two because they have because Dallas is two and up. Right, but oh, I'm but talk- they've had one divisional loss. Right, Correct. that's what I'm saying. Yes. So I'm thinking, 
You got to win this one. It's at home. Time to man up. Put it all out there. I I don't understand why Washington is winning. I don't get I don't know. I just don't get it. So I I don't know. I I guess if I were to pick this game, if I was in a pick'em league, I'd have to go with the Redskins just based on record. And for That's some a poor decision. I know. For a reason, I should say. Well, yeah, but I don't The Redskins win because they got more wins. Well, no, I mean When does that ever apply to anything? Because it's momentum. Once you start winning builds winning. So I, I think if you're on that path and you're winning, you just go with it. You know, I just ride it till it bucks you. I don't, I don't see why why they would lose the game. I mean, obviously, New York seems dysfunctional right now. They don't seem like they can get it together. I got to go with the Redskins. I'm sorry. I don't want to, but I, I just have to. I make To me, it makes more sense. So you, you think the Redskins win this game? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go Giants. Okay. Just because it's you just, hate me? No, not because I hate you. Well, I mean that's not has anything to do with my choice. Oh, okay. Um, but I kind of I just I don't know. I mean, right now the Giants are four point favorites um, with the spread. So I mean that can obviously change a little bit. It might get closer. So I mean um, that's that's just a slight advantage for the Giants because anything like two and a half points is kind of like a pick 'em. It's a throw up then basically um, at two and a half. Uh, so the Giants probably it's probably basically a pick 'em because the Giants are probably just getting a little bit more of advantage because it's at home. So they're four point favorites at home. Um, I mean it's really bad to be an underdog at home, so that's probably why they're four point favorites. And um, but a forty four over and under on this game too. But I don't. I mean Odell Beckham Jr. has had a nice start to the season: two catches, one hundred ninety yards, one touchdown. Um, but Eli Manning has been far from great: forty seven for seventy six, four hundred eighty five yards, only two touchdowns through two games. Um, and no team is running for as many yards as the Washington Redskins so far this season, Tubby. It's a little surprising. Mm-hmm. So the Redskins might win the game, but I think the Giants, when they're backed up against a wall, is when they play their best. So 0-2, and I also think this is a must-win for the Giants, um, which, I, which you know you talked about. So I think they will obviously, they will obviously come to play. You know, I mean, I think they, they obviously they've been embarrassed. That's easy to say. They've been embarrassed easily on prime time. Sunday nighter to open the season, and then on Fox they were they were embarrassed, you know, giving up another double digit lead to the Falcons, who are surprising a lot of people so far this season. So the Giants need to come to play because if they fall to zero and three, they could basically kiss this season goodbye. Right. Tom Coughlin could maybe kiss his job goodbye. He's one of those that he dances on the hot seat. Right. I mean, that guy he is thrives on, on which is why I'm saying they're going to win because he thrives on that. Every time the Giants. Are are you know saying oh what's going on with the Giants you know they're they're done they're cooked stick a fork in them and Tom Coughlin he's too old they're gonna fire him he should resign blah 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 Lombardi Trophy it happens it's mm-hmm. what the Giants do they don't like being in the lead they don't like when people think highly of them they want to be the underdogs flying under the radar but I really think if the Giants lose this game and if they keep losing Tom Coughlin could be out by like their bye week yeah. Because, I mean, you got a lot of talent on that field. You got a very expensive Eli Manning who got a new contract. You got Odell Beckham Jr. out there. You got Victor Cruz out there. You know, that's the first time they've gotten them two top tier wide receivers on the field at the same time. So they got that together. They got to figure that out. They got, yeah. I completely you, you agree. Got, they got to do I mean, something. if you're the general manager, you're front office, you, you look at what the, you're throwing out on the field there. And 
they're not taking care of business. You got to be, look, we got a lot of money. We got a lot of talented guys out there. Now, obviously, Victor Cruz is doubtful for this game, but I mean, you're throwing, you're trying to put good guys out there. You know, you got Dominique Rogers Cromartie in, in, as a cornerback. That doesn't come cheap. You got to start winning football games. Especially, you know, if the Cowboys win again with Brandon Whedon this week, then you could be 0 and 3, and Dallas could be 3 and 0 because they're coming up against Atlanta. That is going to be one heck of a game. Dallas 2 and 0, Atlanta 2 and 0. One o'clock. Right. Sunday afternoon. I might have to get Sunday tickets. I'm going to break down and do it this week. Ugh. Why not? There are Go a ahead. lot of good games. Number one, I don't think I'm going to get the Eagles this week. Jets, Eagles here, probably not. No. Because I mean, what other game would I get? Hold on, let me look it up. I can tell you exactly what you're gonna get. I have I have a thing I can look too, but it's just like I'm trying to see here. Buffalo, Miami, at is, four is, o'clock. Is Buffalo at home or Buffalo away? Uh, I don't know. What team's on top? Does it matter what team's on top? Pittsburgh plays St. Louis. Oakland at Cleveland. I don't know. I don't know. That one's, one's home not. That one's not on TV. Cleveland's not gonna be on TV. No. Well, Steelers would be on TV. Steelers are always on TV. Yeah. Steelers are always on KDKA Channel Two. So what I'm saying they're, is they're playing the Rams. it's 25 bucks a month, though. That's not bad to watch all the games I want. Yeah. On WSEE, you're going to have the Steeler game. Right. And on Fox, it'll be your Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Jets. Really? On WFXP. Do I get that? You should, yeah. Is that the Fox Philly and Erie? Mm-hmm. Channel 12. Yep. I don't get it, Tommy. I'm coming after you. Yeah, That's no. great news. That's yep. top notch right there. Yeah, that's, that's so I can wait another week. Right. Hold on, let me see what we got for the four o'clock game. See, but here's 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 my question though. And is, then the four o'clock game is on CBS. It's the Chicago Bears versus the Seattle Seahawks. Or on that's on channel two, KDKA, or on WSEE, the CBS affiliate, it will be the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. That's the one I'll watch. I like the Bills. Plus, I don't think I get the other one in, in high def on this on this top notch digital cable we get on campus. It's on the upper channels, like right? But go. it's not digital. Like it's not HD. It's really bad. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have like your regular broadcast channels, and then like in the upper channels somewhere, there's the HD versions of the lower channels. I don't understand this stuff. I know technology. It's hard for you. It's too 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 much for me. Too much for me. Did you figure out your splinter yet? I mean, this is an ongoing storyline here on today's show. I know it's a struggle. No, it's you've been you've been picking at this thing. It's kind of gross. It is kind of gross. I need a Band-Aid. Medic! You need you need tweezers. Just pull the thing out. No, I got the splinter out now. It's like, I don't know. I need a Medic. You do need a Medic. So you're I going Redskins tomorrow night. I'm going Redskins. I'm going to give my pick already with the Giants. I think they're going to come up, you know, big when, you know, their back's against the wall. Uh, but we'll find out what Chewy has to say tomorrow um, as we'll talk with Chewy. You know, he's going to actually do two shows in one week. I don't think he's ever done that yet. Maybe no. once. Maybe. We've always had so many interchangeable parts right. with him. So, And then, of course, previewing into Friday, then Mr. Mike Fenner will be in studio, hopefully. He hasn't chicken out this week. Right. We need to get the sound on the soundboard by the time Fenner gets in here, just so you know. Okay. It's a job for you. Right. We, I need barking on the sound panel by the time Fenner comes in. Barkgate! Barkgate, WFSE Barkgate 2016 uh, happened. So check out that podcast. Check out all of our podcasts on edinburghnow.com, of course. Because I mean, right. So crazy. we're gonna so come Friday show. Come Friday show, which we'll is all that matters. When I'm back, you'll be we're back. G- we're gonna have Fenner, and we're gonna preview we'll the, the full hour, the football 
preview Borough football home game against Cal University of Pennsylvania, which is a noon kickoff on Saturday from Sox Harrison Stadium. Go out, support the Scots. If you can't, we got you covered here on Campus Media. Listen live right here, 88.9, edbronow.com, the TuneIn app on the Keystone Sports Network, which we're on the game, I think 92.7, I think, in, in Erie, and then some AM station in Corey. And then, uh, or you can watch on ETV. And we have that live streaming on edinburgh.tv. Okay. So, are you, I'm not even going to ask if you're coming to this game. Because I no. don't even want to know the answer. No, because it's the day before my birthday and my wife has something planned. It's the di- I don't want to know what that is. So, uh, you can Well, do- it's because my birthday's on a Sunday and nothing's really open on a Sunday, so my wife has something planned. I don't know. I just do what she tells me to do. All righty, then. That's Happy early birthday life. to you. So, he'll, he'll be gone tomorrow because Tubby can't work five days in a week. Chewie will be here tomorrow with me. We'll talk Thursday night football, other things. Maybe give you a full borough sports report talking women's soccer, women's volleyball, all the sorts here on the morning after. Like, Thank you all for tuning in, Tubby. Good work today, I guess, for, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, thanks for phoning in. I appreciate it. <laughs> I try to give it my all. You know, that's what I do here. Right. So nonetheless, thanks for tuning in. That's been all for the morning after. Keep tuning in to 88.9, Fighting Scots Radio all day, every day, because why else would you do anything else? We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Fighting Scots Radio.